My mentor sold his company for $3 billion and I asked him, how should I set up my wealth? Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer and how to keep them longer and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. My mentor sold his company for $3 billion and I asked him, how should I set up my wealth? In this video, what I'm talking about is one of the many components that he broke down for me in terms of how I should set up my wealth and my investment as an entrepreneur, all right? And so uh, everything I'm gonna break down is based on what that conversation was and what he explained to me, all right? So right off the top, uh, he was like, listen, there's only two things that you can do with your money. You can either buy stuff with it or you can lend it to people and get interest on it. That's it. All right. And so once you understand that those are the only two things you can do, then you can start analyzing your decisions appropriately. He's like, from a risk perspective, all right, these are the ways that we decrease risk for the investments, especially if you're lending. The first is that we make sure that you are the top of the cap stack. All right. Cap stack just means the stack of capital. So if, if you have multiple people who are lending or own something, who gets preferential treatment, all right? So a preferred creditor or somebody who has preferred stock means that if something goes bad, that person gets paid out first, right? You can even have liquidation preferences. I won't even get into that stuff. But if you're top of the cap stack, so for example, if you, uh, you know, lose your job and you can't pay your mortgage anymore, the bank is the one who gets your house because they are the preferred creditor. So you don't get your house, your bank gets your house. Even though you put money into it, the bank put money into it too, and they are the preferred creditor. So they get your house even though you lost the money, right? And so that is the first element of risk. The second one is like, you wanna be able to see at all times what's going on. And so that's called transparency, all right? So that's what kind of reporting do you have? What kind of relationship do you have? How clearly, you know, do you have access to the books? This is why publicly traded companies, for example, you have lots of transparency, right? So the second way you, you decrease risk is through transparency. The third is through liquidity, all right? So this is speed to money, all right? Money transferring from money to money, right? Is liquidity. And that means that you can get in and out of a position very easily or very quickly, or you can, or you can uh, translate one asset into money and back into it very quickly. And that also is an element that decreases risk. If you have to hold on to something and you want to get rid of it and you can't, that means it's not that liquid, which means you're at higher risk, right? And so he's like, so this is what I'm thinking about when we're lending money. Now, the second thing is, what are we going to look at for the investment, right? There's four pieces to what you need to look at for, for all your investments. The first is what is the yield, right? Is, is this thing going to pay me month over month over month? So for example, if I bought crypto, that's not going to pay me anything, right? What that's gonna do is increase in value or our hope is that it's gonna increase in value. That is one of those, uh, the greater fool theory, which is you buy and then you hope that there's somebody else in the future who's gonna buy it from you for more money, right? And that's appreciation. So you have equity growth. The next is the yield, which I mentioned earlier, which is do I get cash flow? So if I had a real estate property, that would give me cash flow. Or if I owned a business, that would give me cash flow. Whereas if I'm buying an, an asset and hoping it appreciates, like crypto or like gold or whatever, those would be things that we're hoping that increase in value. The next is, is it tax advantaged? All right. And what I mean by that is if you have two different investments and one of them has a better tax structure based on laws, then that would be a better uh, investment. So this is why it's a variable, because if you can have two things and one of them has this characteristic, then it would make it a better investment. Right. And is there ways that we can structure our investments so that we get a better tax treatment? And the answer is yes. Right. And then finally, um, is uh, preservation of capital. Right. Which is how likely am I to lose my money? Right. And what I was, what I can tell you is of all the guys that I know who are worth half a billion, a billion, this, this individual who sold his for 3 billion, um, or more is that they are far more, far more. And they just repeat it over and over and over again. So if this is repetitive, then take it in. Cause I've been dealing with it, you know, on their side too, is that 
it's way more about return of capital than return on capital. They're far more concerned with making sure that they keep their money than that they grow the money. And I think that having this defensive first strategy has been something that I've seen over and over and over and over again. And you listen to Charlie Munger and you listen to Warren Buffett, it's always never lose money, right? It's always never lose money. And that's always the first and second thing that they're thinking about because any number, no matter how big it is, multiplied by zero is still zero. So you can erase an entire you know, lifetime of excellent decisions by one very poor decision, which is why mitigating downside is so important. And this preservation of capital kind of relates to these three things that I mentioned earlier. All right. So now that he laid this as the foundation, he's like, you're an entrepreneur. All right. And so you're going to have buckets of wealth. Um, and this is how we're going to set it up for you. All right. So the first is I have acquisition.com, all right, which is our portfolio company. That's what all of our companies sit in, all right? And so for those of you who don't know us, uh, at the time of this making, we're doing about $85 million a year between our portfolio companies, all right? And what happens is that cash, then cash flow is generated, right? Every, every day, every week, there's positive cash that's being generated from these businesses because those are the types of businesses that we like to work with. So we're not um, there are businesses that generate, you know, losses for long periods of time, and then they try and sell later. Like software companies uh, tend to be in that. We own one software company, um, but the vast majority of our portfolio is 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 asset light, high cash flow generating businesses. All right. Now, there are three buckets that this cash goes into. All right. The first and simplest bucket is indexes. All right. And the reason we do this for us specifically is that they are passive. All right. And they are truly passive. All right. I don't have to worry about Coca-Cola and how it's going to run. I don't think about it. I'm not on their board meetings. I'm not giving them insight. Right. I let I let Uncle Warren do that for me. Um, but indexes are the 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 first probably first and 50 percent bucket for us um, in terms of where our wealth is. And there's some advantages to indexes that I'm going to share in a second that 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 you get that most people don't know about. All right. Especially people who don't have as much money yet. All right. And that's what we're trying to solve with this channel here. All right. So indexes. Uh, and the reason we do this is because A, it's super passive and B, it's because I'm bullish on the long run that I think the economy is going to go up over the long term. And so I want to just preserve my capital and not have to think about it so I can immediately allocate the cash. And this is something that people don't talk about. So if I can allocate all my money almost immediately, every single month, then I get so much more growth over my portfolio over my entire career. Because if every, if let's say I only did real estate, for example, well, there's a time, there's a time delay to allocate cash flow uh, in real estate. You have to go find deals, you have to review the deals, and then you have to, you know, make your offers, secure the deal, negotiate, and then you have to fund the deal. And then there's the whole escrow period. There's all this, there's time delay, right? And so during that period of time is when that money could have been growing, but it's not. Right. And so just from a from a context or perspective for you, like the speed of allocating capital also uh, can increase the returns. Now, I'm not saying do things in a rush because one of our money rules is uh, mistakes love a rush decision. All right. So we don't want to do that. But it's just a, the, but there is an, a mathematical component to um, allocating capital quickly. All right. Hey guys, love that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually has more effects, more visuals, more graphs, you know, drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit the brain centers in different ways. You can check out my YouTube channel, it's absolutely free. Go check that out if that's what you are into. And if not, keep enjoying the show. So indexes is our first big bucket here. The second big bucket is multifamily real estate, all right? 
And the reason we do this uh, multi-specifically, people are like, why don't you do single family home? Because I have to buy like two houses a day if I was gonna do single family homes, like just from the amount of cash flow that we generate. And I'm not saying that to posture, I'm just saying realistically, like it, 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 would, it would become an entire business. Now we could do that, but then it would become a business, but that's not my main business. This is my main business over here, running our portfolio company. So that's what I need to spend my time doing, not trying to buy you know homes and bird dogging and things like that. That's just not my thing. So I'd rather buy 300 units at a time and, and allocate our capital in that way. Now, here's the specific reason for us why we use multi, um, is that if you can designate yourself as a real estate professional, which is 750 hours or more per year, then you're able to take your depreciation of your assets, like buying a, a big, you know, real estate thing and depreciating it's your regular income. So let's say I buy a building for $10 million. All right. And let's say uh, I make $10 million this year. I'm just using simple math numbers. Okay. Now I might be able to take an accelerated depreciation of about 40% on this against my income. So this now I only get taxed on $6 million. All right. Here's why this is cool because the 4 million, right, that I'm saving is probably gonna save me about $1.8 million in taxes, and that goes straight to my net worth. That's $1.8 million that I can now uh, put into indexes or I can put into building, you know, whatever it is, right? And so because of that, I actually am able to grow my wealth at an even faster rate because this is tax advantage, if you remember this guy, right? Um, and so that is why we like multifamily. Now here's something cool that you may, may or may not have known about, um, but when you're looking at indexes, for example, one of the things that's awesome about indexes is that you can actually loan money or get loans on your indexes at about one and a half percent. All right, that's crazy low interest rates. And the reason is because it's a secured loan. And typically you can take about 50 to 60%, there we go, of your indexes. So let's say I had $10 million here, I'm just using simple math, all right? Then it means that I would be able to take five to $6 million of this and only pay one and a half percent on that. And I could buy real estate, I could buy whatever I felt like doing um, using that money and basically pay nothing on it. And so for context, you know, 1% of $5 million is, is 50 grand. All right, so you have $5 million. If I can't make $50,000 a year or $75,000 a year, if it's one and a half percent on on that money in a year, then I probably suck at investing and that's okay. But like, you get the idea, right? Like if, if I can make even 10%, right, on my $5 million, then I would make $500,000 and it would cost me 50 to $75,000 uh, $75, per year to carry that money, right? It's a great deal for me. And that is why I like indexes a lot too, is because it actually allows us to still reinvest in the other things with super, super low cost, low risk money, all right? Now, the third bucket here, is cash slash spec, all right? And uh, technically cash and spec are different things, but I'm just gonna put it here for, for sake of uh, explanation. And the reason he told me to put this here, he's like, there's always gonna be things. He's like, you're entrepreneurial, right? He's like, you're always gonna have little deals that come up and you wanna have some dry powder, which is the term they use, on the sidelines so that you can deploy that opportunistically, right? And um, like, for example, I think I, I recently told you guys about um, uh, a two and a half million dollar debt note that we wrote uh, that will probably make three or $400,000 on um, in about 90 days, right? So I'm gonna give two and a half million dollars and then they're gonna hold it for 90 days and then I'm gonna get three or $400,000 back plus my original money. And it only that I only get those types of deals because I always have cash on me. And so people know that I always have decent amounts of cash and so they will hit me up and be like, hey, can you fund this deal? Can you can you, you know, underwrite this, this, this note or whatever it is? Um, and because they know that I have a lot of capital on hand, I have these opportunities that come towards me, right? And so with that, I can, I can generate, uh, you know, pretty good returns on having this stuff. And I just like having me personally for my peace of mind, having a certain amount of cash on the sidelines, right? 
And so this was the investment strategy that he outlined for us. This is kind of our wealth strategy in terms of big picture of how we allocate our money. So the money gets generated, boom, it goes here. We basically split it between indexes and multifamily. Um, we can always use our indexes to generate more. Uh, we can usually take loans against that if we wanna, if we wanna deploy uh, stuff and get even better returns or whatever. Um, and then finally, we have our cash and speculative stuff. And I tend to have a little bit more cash because I am an entrepreneur. Um, and because I'm an entrepreneur, I like to have that liquidity available to me um, at all times. All right, and you'll notice here that this is not a very high risk uh, portfolio. And the reason uh, for that is because all of my, my real net worth is being generated here, right? Oops, here we go. All my net worth is being generated in this bucket, right? This is where the vast majority of my net worth has been created and that, and that is where all my risk lies. Now, you could make the argument, and this is what you know, he, he made to me, he's like, it's not that high risk because you know what you're doing. Right. He's like, and that's the easiest way to decrease your risk is to know is like uh, diversification is a hedge against ignorance, as Uncle Warren says. And so uh, he's like, you know what you're doing here. And so it's not actually low risk, but it's still the vast majority of your net worth, which is why we can, quote, beat the market uh, by a big by a big amount, because we're actively uh, involved in each of these companies. We have niche expertise in these industries and we know how to grow them at a much, much, much faster rate than what the market does. Um, but this is much more a preservation of wealth strategy than a, uh, especially these three buckets here, uh, than a, than a true, true growth strategy. But this is how we set it up for me uh, because I'm an entrepreneur and um, this is kind of how my risk you know, looks in my life. And so I uh, hope you enjoyed this video. The reason that I make this video and the reason this channel exists is because we're trying to grow our portfolio to a billion dollars a year in revenue. And the only way we can do that is by reaching more entrepreneurs and helping them out and then hopefully getting the opportunity to invest in their businesses. And for everyone else who is an entrepreneur, my goal is to help you grow your business and not sell you anything at all. So um, I've got something really cool that's coming out soon um, that I'm really excited about, spent a lot of time on it. Um, but I hope you guys got value in this video. I'll see you in the next vid. Keep being awesome. Bye.